podcast today. Would you like some coffee or soda? Um, I think I had beer or today. beer? I don't need that. That would just slow me down, sir. Also, we don't have any beer. Uh, this is the Media uh, Boat Podcast. Yeah. This is November the 8th, 2017. It is the second to last. It's the penultimate month of 2017. We made it. We're here. We're almost there. Uh, Media Boat Podcast is your source. We're going to talk about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order. I am Matt. He is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. And together we make Media Boat Podcast. We do. We make it every week. Yes. Every week for the past 90-something weeks. Oh, yeah. It's like episode 96, 97. I think we're officially at 96, 97. 97 sounds right. I think we already had 96. Right. So yeah, 97, we're so close. We're inching close to episode 100 of this thing no one has listened to. I'm so excited to get to that milestone of a number. That, that 100th episode and only have like, like two, uh, uh, like listener. 150 views. <laughs> hey, you know what? Every little bit helps. Because every um, little thing is magic. Every little thing is magic or whatever the hell they're singing right now. Uh, so yeah, um, let's start the Media Boat Podcast like we always start the Media Boat Podcast, and that's by talking about the movie's box office numbers from yes. the last weekend. So last weekend, or uh, this past weekend, Thor Ragnarok came out, yes. and as we correctly predicted, which was in no small feat a challenge, <laughs> no. Thor uh, Ragnarok was your number one movie. Yeah, it was an easy call. The question about last week was how much money it would make. We were talking about, you said you had saw a 120 figure around, but you didn't believe it. You said that you it wasn't going to hit. And well, I was like, well, I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah. And so we settled on having the over-under at 120. Right. I took the over because you had already taken the under because you weren't confident. Well, I was confident it was going to go over 100, but not, but not hit to, the 120. Yeah, because I, I had suggested 110 as like a compromise. And right. like, no, let's keep it at 120. Yes. And see what, what happens. Sure enough, 120 was the match number. It almost <laughs> stayed there if I, it wasn't for a couple more million dollars. Yep. I poured in. 122 is your number. Uh, so I win the over just by a little. But still, hey, uh, not bad. Nope, not bad. And on a $180 million budget, congratulations. Um, this also puts Marvel over $5 billion in yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe domestically. Yeah. And $16 billion internationally. That's a lot. Right, considering that there's <laughs> only been, I think we're on 18 movies? Roughly? Yeah, probably. Give yeah. or take. Give or take, roughly 18 movies. So, we're talking about every movie hitting a billion dollars. It's getting there. Um, in fact, this one will probably get there pretty quickly because after one weekend of being out in the United States, because of its debut in China and in other uh, international markets, mm-hmm. you're already looking at a $400,000, uh, $400,000, 400 million dollar movie in its first weekend after release in the U.S. Right. So... You're talking if it's it already a, nearly halfway there. Well, it did already get a one-week jump start in Australia. Right. But everywhere else, it pretty much opened worldwide this past weekend. So, yeah. If it's already halfway after one-week domestic release, then it's going to make it easily. Whoa, hold your horses because Justice League is coming up. I don't care. <laughs> that thing does might as well not exist. For but, some people, it still doesn't. But we'll talk about that later. I'm sure. 
but yeah, so the the, the uh, Thor is out. You saw Thor. I saw Thor. Do you want to talk about Thor now? All right, let's give me our thoughts let's on get Thor. Into Thor. So you uh, did you like Thor two? Because I feel like Thor two: The Dark World is a is a uh, con- contentious movie. Uh, a what? A contentious movie. Okay. People are contentious about it. All right. Because you thought you were going somewhere else. And I told you yeah. Kevin Underwood's legs would be in this. Yes. And right as I'm giving my Thor... And what legs they are. My, 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 my Thor, Thor legs. Your Thor legs. Okay, so... My, uh, my Thor heart. What do you think about Thor 2, The Dark World? I thought she looked good. No. You're I thought Thor looked good. You're distracted by Carrie. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, what do you think about Thor 2? Because... That's kind of the, the, the weird, like, preamble to this movie, is that people didn't really like Thor 2, or at least it's divisive. Yeah. Well, Thor, like, the first Thor, I thought was good in fight scenes, but terrible in everything else, because okay. Thor himself is, quote-unquote, a terrible person, because he does see himself as a god, and the whole point of Thor 1 was to humble yourself, yeah. be a humble hero. The point of Thor 2 was no point at all. There's really no point in making it. Uh, It was to introduce the Aether, which is is an Infinity Stone. I guess that's about it. (laughs) Um, And for Natalie Portman. To say goodbye. Yeah, say bye. Yeah. So I haven't seen either of those movies, which is partially why I'm asking. Yeah. Well, Thor 2 also, um, also, like, Gave us the uh, multi-level or, or multi-level multi-world uh, dimensions that Thor can inhabit. Okay. Basically, saying that that here's this event where all everything crosses over and you can jump jump through and basically give you a sense of like that Thor is part of the bigger realms. And then also to set up at the very end of Thor two spoiler alert that. Loki is in charge of Asgard now. Right. That being said, uh-huh. uh, Thor three, yeah. right, Thor Ragnarok, immediately picks up like that storyline where he immediately confronts Loki and him uh, taking having taken over Asgard, only for Thor to be thrown away and banished in a sense. To the other side of the galaxy where he runs into the Hulk. You know, the Hulk's been missing for the past two years. Right. That's not a spoiler. That's been all no, over the trailers. he's in the trailers, yeah. Yes. Um, spoiler is that he meets up with other Asgardian heroes in order to take down Hela. Cool. Uh, the evil incarnate of... Hela? Hela! That's, that's Hela. Hela. Loki. Yeah, it's hella low-key of her. Hella, hella to to just, just trying to get yeah, in there. Hella low-key. Yes. <laughs> hella low-key, my old friend. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, that's the setup for this movie. Yeah. But, uh, how'd you like it? Did I you like going. this thing. I love this yeah. thing. Yeah. It seems like your 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 uh, review is pretty glowing. Uh, your yes. review is up on... Uh, sorry, your thoughts. My thoughts. Or up on mediabopodcast.com if you want to see his writing about it. Uh, but yeah, it seems like you enjoyed it. It seems like everybody's enjoying this. Yeah. Movie. It's got a good combination of action. When the action hits, it hits hard. It hits good. Yeah. Uh, we do get a matchup between Thor and Hulk and basically hints at the ultimate ending of this film. But yeah. it does do itself justice uh, when those two fight. Just 
basically, it's a better fight than when the Hulkbuster came out, because I feel that was, like, a one-and-done thing. Whereas that was boring. Yeah. A very boring fight, whereas this isn't. Yeah. And very does pretty much go back and forth without the Chichijo's destruction of a city. Right. Because um, I don't think they can do that anymore after no. Avengers 2. Yeah. <laughs> well, Civil War basically put, the Sokovia has basically put a, a hold on city destructions. Yeah, so yeah, so they kind of have to write around that now. Yeah. In the uh, MCU. Right, I mean, they didn't make that a central point in Civil yeah. War, to right. where now they have to either say yeah. the buildings are clear, or, yeah. or, or like the cities are, are deserted, like, in order for them to do like full on... Like, like, destruction mode. Right. So, smart on Marvel for riding around that and yeah. trying to, um, you know... Come up with other things for your superheroes to destroy. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's destroying each other, not not, not the buildings. <laughs> yeah, that's way better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, this movie is definitely really good. It's all about, yeah. like, like what, what your legacy will stand for, what, like, legacy you're trying to either... Hide up, like you either hide your legacy or do you confront it and mm-hmm. accept your destiny? Because um, Thor Ragnarok is Ragnarok is in itself Thor mythology or Norse mythology about the end of the world or the end of Asgard, uh-huh. and it, they do it really well. And uh, they do exactly like in the comics, and it's well they do it well done. So well done, uh, Taika Waititi. Uh, this was uh, your name was hilarious to say, Waititi. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah, uh, definitely go see this movie. Um, it's well done, well acted, well thought out. Um, there's really not that many critiques about this thing I can give it. Okay. Um, every, okay, so because I say that, I realize that I have uh, poo-pooed uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, so this isn't, that's what I was going to actually bring, it, bring, bring up after you kind of came to a conclusion here. Yeah. Is that, yeah, you didn't quite like Spider-Man Homecoming, so what makes this better? Well, see, with Spider-Man Homecoming, everything happens to Spider-Man, and he's not really a proactive hero. Okay. I like proactive heroes. Sure. And I Thor like, does And that. Thor is always moving forward. Okay. He's always chasing after something, trying to get somewhere, trying to avenge revenge something uh-huh. so thor is an active hero because he is the god of thunder he is basically in a sense immortal and has like ultimate power so and he treats it that way and he acts that way which is good for a superhero to have and then when they come up against something that they can't probably like grasp understand or in the case of the hulk beat like straight up like toe-to-toe punches mm-hmm. you, you it forces your strong hero to think outside the box yeah and forces them to either dig deep within them or find other solutions to a problem which is what happens in this movie both of those things happen which is great for character development and that's why i like this movie a lot more than spider-man because thor has a great character arc where spider-man was basically well i'm a kid i did all this cool stuff but i'm still being treated as a kid and I hope people look at me in a different light, but I still act like a kid. Because, hey, I am a kid. Yeah. And that yeah. was my main complaint with Spider-Man, was yeah. that, the, that, the pro, that the character arc for Spider-Man wasn't as deep and wasn't as well fleshed out, as well as Thor Ragnarok. Sure. So, uh, your, your thoughts notwithstanding, though, to most critics out there, yeah. this means that Marvel's two for two this year. 
mm-hmm. like the, there's ha, they have that the, both movies were really critically well received. Uh, well, well, they've been bested in the box office. They've still done decently. Yes. Um, and so yeah, I think I think this is a win win. Another win win for Disney. Yep. Needless to say, <laughs> I right. mean, this is going to be another Disney year. Well, yeah, because we, we already have Beauty and the Beast, we have Homecoming, we have uh, Ragnarok, we're going to have Last the Last Jedi yeah. come out. Yes. Uh, any other Disney movies I can think of? Uh, Coco, Pixar's Coco. I, I, as much as I'd like good to buzz. see it, that thing succeed. It's got good buzz. I know. Inside it's Out did really well. It's got no. all that critics success behind Inside it. Out did really well. Oh, yeah. So this will do. I think this has a chance. Speaking of Disney, uh-huh. Cars 3 was earlier this year. Yeah, but no one cares about Cars anymore. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. But anyways, it's okay. Uh, cool. Yep. So you like Thor? Yep. Go see Thor. Uh, so this is a see it, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. Let's just see it. This is let's definitely let's a see, see it. it. Yeah, because uh, past this movie... The only movie we have left is um, Black Panther. Yeah. Coming out in February. Yeah. Which then that will lead us into Avengers Infinity War in May. Right. So it's, uh, yeah, just kind of um, yep. a ramp on down to 2018 at this point for the Marvel fans. Well, yeah. I mean, you. it's got only four months until yeah. Black Panther. And cool. those new Black Panther trailers make it look great. It looks cool. I'm looks excited cool. for some Black Panther. Yep. Uh, so yeah, okay, moving on. What else do we have in this uh, top five this week? Yep. All right. We're not done with the box office. Oh, no. So top five for uh, box office. Yeah. We have at uh, number two, everything basically moved down. Um, uh, 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 sorry. Number two was the other opening uh, this past weekend. Yep. Bad Mom's Christmas. Yep. At $16 million on a 28 budget. But because it opened on Wednesday, it's got a total of $21 million. Right. And then after that, everything moved down. Jigsaw... Uh, number three with six million, sixty percent drop. Mm. Uh, Medea Halloween two at number four with four million, a fifty-four percent drop, and Geostorm at number five with three million. Yep, uh, no big stories here. Um, I think the uh, Bad Mom's Christmas uh, debuting at number two is decent, especially in a week dominated by Thor. Yep, uh, I don't think they could have asked for anything more <laughs> because it's literally impossible for them to have beaten it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, which means that if that thing didn't come in second place, yeah. it was basically just considered that, spread that off as a flop. Pretty much, but it did, so no surprises here. Yep. Uh, people liked that Bad Moms, that first Bad mom, so no surprises. Alright. Uh, so, yeah, that's your back, That's your box office. Uh, moving on to next week. Yep. What do we got for releases this weekend? Uh, moving on, uh, this weekend we have the Christmas Family Comedy you want to call it a comedy? Daddy's Home 2. I think that qualifies as a comedy, yes. It does star Will Ferrell and yep. Mark Wahlberg. Yep, yeah. And, and a couple of other old people. Man, that looks bad, but hey, people will probably see that thing. Yeah. I mean, everywhere I went to this past weekend, I just saw, like, Daddy's Home 2 commercials yeah. everywhere. It's hard to escape those commercials. It is very everywhere. Yes. Uh, it has been for, like, a good few months now. Which is ridiculous. Uh, so what else All right. is coming out? Well, that's actually coming up against Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, right, I forgot about that. Yes. Um, so those two will be coming up against Thor Ragnarok. Question is, though, will any will they beat Thor Ragnarok? Uh, Seeing you know, as Thor's going to break in, no. probably. 
50 million? Yeah, no. No. I'm going to go with a solid no. I think Thor is, uh, uh, carries over next year. Next year. Next year. <laughs> <laughs> next uh, week, yes. I'm going to go with uh, Sam Hunt here. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, next week. Oh, okay. Oh, no, uh, Keith Urban. Uh, yeah, ne- next week right. I think Thor holds over. Yeah, because probably. Even though those are pretty strong, I don't think they'll, they'll make it up there. Right, even though those are two strong movies, one in a comedy Will Ferrell, which people will see, and the other in Murder on Orient Express, which has got a good buzz. I mean, the trailer make it look good. Yeah. I mean, of course, it is based off a book by Agatha Christie, so oh, yeah. in case you don't well, know what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in case you don't even know what happens, there, you, you could also read about it. Same thing with It, I guess. But even It made a bunch of money. Your local library. Yes. Okay, cool. Your local uh, Wikipedia. That, that too. Your local <laughs> Spark Notes. No. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's probably your next week. Yep. Uh, so, then, well, what, so what do you think is going to be number two then? Uh, I'm going to go... Because one of these is going to top each other. Daddy saw him. Really? Yeah, number two. I'm going to go with Murder on the Orient Express. All right. We'll see. I'm going to see that thing uh, tomorrow with the doctor, actually. Oh. She's uh, she really interested in seeing it. Oh, well, there you go. Yep. Okay. Uh, moving on to movie news. Uh, uh, movie news. We got um, movie news this week. Disney has been in the movie news. Oh, uh, yeah. This is something. Oh, yeah. It's a hot, hot but, piece of news here. Yeah. This was something that turned into nothing, but it's still something. Yeah. So, uh, because Thor Ragnarok, speaking of... Released this past weekend, you know, people usually release their reviews. Or usually. Usually. You know, except for one major local newspaper. Yes, the, well, local for us. Yes, local for us. Uh, the LA Times. So yes, uh, and why did the Los Angeles Times not run a Thor review, tell me? Uh, they Well, that's because they were not allowed an advanced screening of Thor Ragnarok. And why did Disney uh, t- put them on a list? Uh, they, they put them on a Ragnarok list <laughs> uh, due to the newspaper's coverage of Disney's influence in the Anaheim uh, elections. Anaheim, California being yeah. the home place of Disneyland, our backyard. So yeah, journalists did some uh, reporting on... Um, the, the interactions between Disney and the city of Anaheim, which is a very popular subject that uh, Disney, let's just put it this way, not a fan of people reporting on. And this has been since the dawn of the park. So right. since 1955, Disney has been pretty criti- like has criticized journalists who dig up dirt on the, the things they do politically uh, to keep like All- zoning... Like like the like backdoor yes. laws, the, the the backdoor dealings that they Taxes. influence uh, yes. local government officials yes. into like making sure Disney gets subsidies for everything, they yeah. get the zoning that they want, they get the yeah. parks that they want. The taxes are a big one too. Yes, they have tax loopholes that they take advantage of. Of course, none of this should be surprising to anyone. Of course, Disney's a giant corporation, and Anaheim also has a lot reserved in the fact that Disneyland is the thing that keeps people, tourists coming to their city. So you mean the sim- angels aren't doing anything? No. Well, so, sure ain't the ducks. Sure ain't the ducks. <laughs> uh, it's a symbiotic relationship. They have to coexist, and so that they have, basically, they rub their back, you know, etc. Yes. So, it's not, shouldn't be surprising, but also, it should be expected that a journalist would find this interesting and want to report on it. Disney um, is maybe... Uh, 
overextending their um, their, uh, their power their power to basically prohibit the free press from reporting on them, which is not great. No. So this is not cool. Uh, but thankfully, because of the internet's firestorm in uh, response to all this. Yes. So in response to the LA Times basically not being allowed the advanced screening, the National Society of Film Critics, yeah. the uh, New York Film Critics Circle, and the Boston Society of Film Critics all denounced Disney's blackout and said uh, publicly that because of this, uh, because of the treatment of the LA Times and their critics and journalists, that they would be not attending any Disney screenings that they should present to them, and that they would also kick Disney out of uh, the... Uh, they would disqualify Disney's films from the end-of-the-year awards consideration. Yeah. Which that was the big one for them, because that's what... Basically, when that happened, Disney immediately backpedaled, like, within 12 hours. So, yeah, uh, they ended up uh, basically letting the Los Angeles Times off the hook and yep. gave them back their right to publish stories about their movies. Um, but, yeah, this is... Right, they basically had to write out an apology Yeah. to, to say, while we... Uh, I've written down here. Uh, yeah, Disney reversed its decision following investigation by the newspaper into business dealings in Anaheim. Uh, then they lifted the blackout, uh, so I don't have it written down. But basically, uh, Dizzy just came out with a public letter saying, while we, we respect journalists and we realize that this was a serious misstep in our um, direction, and just this would be distracting me all day. I know. I was worried about this. That's yeah. Why I that. Anyways, um, so yeah, uh, I think this is ultimately a, a, a win for the LA Times. Yes, this but, is definitely a win for journalism. But yeah, a scary precedent though to be set. Set um, as everything in 2017. Um, this this makes me worry that it, this could happen again with different studios. Uh, I mean, obviously this is a unique case because it was related to a theme park that Disney owns as opposed to a movie that Disney owned. But you could see this easily happening with um, with another studio for like for example like Sony. Like, oh, they ran a bad uh, review of a Sony movie. Sony could not give them the early, early uh, uh, screener well, this of is why, the next big blockbuster. Well, this is why most movies, like, if a studio is worried about critics' appeal on a movie, yeah. they will have an embargo <laughs> until, like, the day before it's released. Yeah. It's like, the, 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 yeah, there's stuff that already, there's fail-safes that they already yep. have. But still, um, not great. Um, but yeah, ultimately it was a win, and hopefully that won't happen again. Yep. yep. Uh, Come on, so Disney. Disney, be better than that. You're better than that. Yeah. All right. What else do we have? Oh, uh, speaking of Disney. Yeah. Uh, this is Guillermo del Toro, and he's been for the past ten years trying to make a Pinocchio movie, and for yeah. a while it seemed like that was going to happen. Yeah. Until this past weekend. This guy and his long-term projects never seem to work out. No. Uh, so, uh, so that is director Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. And he said that the Pinocchio project is officially dead. In a recent interview, uh, he confirmed that his darker version of the classic tale will not be coming to theaters anytime soon. So here's what his original pitch was, though, for it. Okay. The idea was to do Pinocchio during the ascension of fascism in Italy with Mussolini. Okay. Because it would be a good time to, to discuss the idea of being a puppet or a human being, or uh-huh. being a human. However, 
nobody would fund this thing because, you know, worried about getting your money back. <laughs> it does seem ex- sound expensive, and it sounds high concept, which are two things that studios in 2017 shy away from. Right. But this is also Guillermo del Toro, who is known for yeah. high concept. But he's not known for big box office returns. Right. So that's the problem, is those two things. They come up in a kind of weird-looking stew. <laughs> yeah. But he wasn't actually asking for that much. Yeah. How much do you think he was asking for? Uh, 120 million. Lower. Lower? Yeah. 80 million? Lower. What? He was going to make this thing of like $50 million? Lower. How is how is this possible? He was going to make this thing for $35 million. That's it? Yeah. But it has like... But no one wants to fund it. Presumably animated puppets in it though. You can't make that movie for that cheap. Didn't say it was going to be animated puppets. I don't know how you make a Pinocchio movie without animating the puppet. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. That seems impossible. But if you say so. Let, let me introduce you to 2005 Pinocchio. Oh, God. Or, or Geppetto, I think it was what it was called. No, no, no. Geppetto is the TV movie starring Drew Carey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Live action Pinocchio also happened. Yes, I remember but that. Those are two different things. Yes. Yeah. God. Anyways, yeah, he's looking at uh, $35 million to fund it yeah. uh, so production can start. Uh, however, he'll be taking a year uh, uh, away, be stepping away for a year once his upcoming film, The Shape of Water, premieres in December 8th. Okay. Uh, so that's what he's currently on tour for. Yeah. It's currently what he's promoting. Um, it's beginning a lot of good buzz. So look for it to be... Um, Look for it to come Oscar season. Yeah. It's a little bit out there for most people. Uh, considering it's like a, a woman, like an in, like a woman patient falls in love with a water monster. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, All right what else? Let me deja vu here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on. To a rather <laughs> sad... Little, yeah. Deja vu. To a rather uh, sad story. Okay. Uh, because this is one of Joe Johnston. Okay. Joe Johnston uh, is will be directing the upcoming film, the Narnia, uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, the, the Silver, the, the Narnia, the Narnia, uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, the Silver Chair. They're still making that thing. Uh, apparently so. Apparently, weren't we just talking about this off the podcast like a few months ago? I think so. Like we were trying to figure out whether they just gave up on the Narnia movies or whether they were still one in the can. Yeah, like the pipeline, and well, this confirms. That apparently, they didn't this confirms. Give up. Yeah, apparently, this confirms that there is still one out there. Okay. Uh, that is coming to production. Um. However, uh, I actually like that song. Where's she at? Uh, she's on tour. No, she, but she wrote this thing, didn't she? Yeah, but she has a reputation, remember? Yeah, yeah. Reputation is Friday. <laughs> yeah. well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting... I said we weren't going to get distracted by this, and yet we totally are getting distracted oh, yeah. by this. Well, anyways, uh, The Chronicles of Narnia, <laughs> The Silver Chair, will yes. be Joe Johnson's final feature. Oh, okay. Final feature film. Uh, they won't start shooting until uh, next winter in New Zealand, yeah. which will be New Zealand summertime. Uh, but... It'll take another year of visual effects before the movie will come out in 2019. Okay. Will anyone care by then? I don't know. No, we'll see. Does anybody we'll care now? I don't know. Let's Probably see. Not. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so a uh, little 
career backstory of Joe Johnston. Yeah. Uh, he began working on the visual effects uh, art and production design team uh, for Lucasfilm. Okay. Uh, way back in the 70s on the original Star Wars and oh. Indiana Jones. Okay. Where he won the Oscar for Best Visual Effects on Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Uh, he has made his directorial debut with 1989's... Do you know this answer? I don't. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, okay. That was his first uh, movie. He followed that up with The Rocketeer, The Page Master, Jumanji, October Sky, Jurassic Park 3, and Captain America the First Avenger. According to IMDb, he only has 14 uh, directorial films to his credit. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, he's been around the business for quite some time. And he will be Batman. No, I'm not allowed Batman. <laughs> he, he will be no longer uh, directing after 2019. Uh-huh. Say he's going to take some time off, for, basically retire. He'll go walk his dogs, is what he said. Yeah. I have a bunch of dogs and they need walking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Yep. So, yep. And then that brings us to our last bit of movie news here. Cool. I'm going to wrap this thing up real quick. All right. With the bits. The bits. So, for those of you who like Quentin Tarantino, he has finished the script for his ninth movie okay. about the Manson family murders. All right. Now, Quentin Tarantino has said... Has said uh, publicly, he only plans on making 10 films. Yeah. This is his ninth, yep. which means he may or may not be starting on his 10th anytime soon. Getting there. Whatever that's going to be. Uh, speaking of Thor Ragnarok, Taika Waititi will be developing a... You Nazi, like saying that name. A Nazi comedy film. What? Yep. Wait, what? Yep, a Nazi comedy film. Isn't this the plot to the producers? No, this is the, no, this is the plot of uh, <laughs> Glorious Bastards. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yes, but also, not really, though. But yeah, uh, so what? Yeah, that's happening. We'll see what happens with that. Also, apparently, he had the first draft for Moana, which was going to be more, which was originally going to be like more Pacific Islander yeah. com- comedy. But uh, in the interview, I think it might have been a joke because he said, the only thing that they kept from my script was intro, it was, yeah. intro, it was intro ocean. <laughs> It's funny. Yeah. And also true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and lastly, uh, Creed 2 is looking for fighters to play Dolph Lundgren's Ivan Drago's son. Okay. In a potential rematch where Michael B. Jordan gets to beat up some Russian. All right. And solve, I don't know, what, what do we call this thing we're in now? <laughs> uh, Not the Cold War? Cold War 2. Cold War 2? <laughs> Electric Book Blue. <laughs> Well, that. There's no name for it. Cold War II Global Warming? Whatever they decide. (laughs) God, no. (laughs) Whatever they decide to call them in the history books 20 years from now. Whatever this They're going to have to name this something. Yeah. Trump Gate. Russia Gate. (laughs) That thing we all remember? PP Tape. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. It's Uh, not our job. That's, uh, um, what's the, the, the school book company? Scholastics? No, the other one that makes the, the, the textbooks. Oh, Mills? Or whatever it is. I forget. There's there's one that I wish I could remember. Graham Mills, the, yeah, the Penguin Publishers. Like penguin. No, it's not Penguin. <laughs> oh, else. McGraw Hill. McGraw Hill, there we go. <laughs> yes. McGraw Hill. Which we should have known because we're watching a country music thing. Yeah. Uh, 
Anyways. Uh, so yeah, uh, is that for, um, in it for movies? That's it for movies. Alright, let's move into television. Hey, unless you got something. Nope. Alright, we're going to television and real quick talk about some sports. Sports. We so, didn't do a sports stream this week, so yeah, we have some sports talk to yep. talk about. Uh, mainly, if you didn't catch our podcast last week, or yeah. in case you were paying attention to baseball, yes. the Houston Astros won the World Series against the LA Dodgers. That is true. Congratulations, City of Houston. That happened. Also in baseball news... They announced the cover of of MLB The Show 2018. Oh, yeah. None other than create a player himself. Yeah. Aaron Judge. Here comes the judge. Here comes the judge. Now, do you think in this one he has all 99s? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Create a player himself. Yeah. Our, our designated turn, create a player, Mr. Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees, will grace the cover yeah. of The Show 2018 next year. Yeah, cool. Congratulations. I feel like that's already too soon. I feel like we just got 17. Yeah. And well, well, 18's going to be already out. Well, 18 will come out because, you know, it's spring ball. Yeah, next year. Yep, next year. So yeah, I look forward to that. Yep. Okay. Also, uh, Zeke, uh, for those of you who know Ezekiel Elliott, <laughs> yeah. uh, the Cowboys, on your fantasy team, he was suspended last week. Yeah. And then not suspended immediately <laughs> so he could play. Yeah. And then immediately he's suspended <laughs> okay. again this week. Yep. He's in suspension limbo, which is hilarious, for, but also frustrating. Yeah, I bet. For people who have, always, um, have him on their uh, fantasy teams, I bet. Not just whoever on fantasy team, but people who have his backups on fantasy teams. Yeah. Because, you know, they need know to either to play them or not. Uh, yeah. And lastly, uh, Papa John's pulls NFL-associated ads. In what was kind of a weird, <laughs> weird, weird weekend. Oh God, it was a weird. It was a. If you thought it was already bad to be Papa John, well, it was a really bad weekend to be Papa John. And you know what? Good. He even <laughs> had Peyton Manning there to help him out. God. He's moved on. I hope Peyton Manning, in the aftermath of all this, bails on that marketing. I feel like thing. he has because I haven't seen him anywhere I hope around he does. it. If he hasn't already, I hope he gets out now because that they're on fire right now. Right. So, okay, let's Well, I think, I think that explains why he's doing a lot more of the nationwide commercials. Yeah, don't blame him. So, yeah, let's recap real quick. So, yeah, uh, they pulled their ads from the NFL because Pop John made some sort of comment about how he didn't want to deal with a league that basically didn't, you know, solve the issue, issues at hand. Yeah. Or at least the issue that he believes about the, the kneeling the for kneeling. the anthem. Obviously, uh, Pop John is, is not on board for that kind of thing, uh, for whatever dumb reason. And so, yeah, um, they, they pulled their ads. Uh, then something else happens. Do we want to talk about the other side of this? Uh, sure, yeah. So, Pop John's got national support from the national uh, <laughs> white people. Okay, so there's a story. Uh, there, there's an uh, internet publication, uh, I guess you could call it. Sort of. Yeah. Uh, called the Daily Stormer, uh, which is known for... Um, white supremacy. Yeah, being uh, leaning towards uh, white supremacist uh, views. And they decided to come out in favor of Papa John's and said that they They're wanted to be the official pizza, pizza company of the Daily Stormer. Yes. So even Papa John thought that this was crossing some sort of line. And so they basically had to say, no, nah, mm, you had to get in front of this and be like, no, we're not. We, we don't agree with this. <laughs> Which is more than we can say for our president. Oh, hey, yo! Right? It's like, <laughs> Papa John's can say that they don't agree with white supremacy. The president should. Uh, but anyways... Yes, the president on both sides. Oh, God. 
so yeah, um, long story short, Papa John's pizza is not that great. Also, which is also, I had Papa John's pizza this past weekend. It kind of sucks. It's not that bad. It's not that good. It's, it's kind of middling. Yeah. It's not the worst pizza I've ever had delivered to me, but it's also not the best pizza I've had delivered to yeah. me. Yeah. It's like, it's just such middle of the middle of the road pizza. Like, why would you choose that? When you could get seven ninety nine large pizza at the Domino's. I'll tell you why you choose uh, Papa John's. Okay, why? Because I get 50% coupons every time the Kings win, and they beat the Ducks to get last night, which is great. Yeah, they just give away free stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so anyway. Well, because no one wants their pizza. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't buy Pop Jods. I don't know. Just don't do it. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways. What else do we have in sports, or is that it for sports? Other uh, sports are happening. Oh, and lastly, in sports, uh, the owner of the... Um, Houston Texans football yeah. team made some uh, rather unruly remarks on their players uh, being concerned that liking them oh. to inmates yeah. running the prison yeah. in terms of the kneeling thing. That was bad. And that was bad. And because of it, the Colts ended up winning this past weekend. <laughs> against yeah, the Texans, did. which is great. Woo! Woo! Good for them. Yep. Okay. Is that it? Uh, that's, yeah, that's all I got for Moving sports. Moving on to television. Quick. Uh, moving on to television news, we're going to officially wrap up uh, this news story right here because Netflix has officially wrapped up this news story. Oh yeah, they wrapped it up right after we podcasted. Yep. So, uh, as we mentioned last week, uh, Kevin Spacey's uh, current limbo, you could say, uh, of his employment status with Netflix and House of Cards yeah. is officially uh, written in ink now. Cut him. Yep. Uh, Netflix has officially fired the actor from House of Cards, and it will also not move forward with the planned Gore Vidal bio- biopic mm-hmm. starring Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Uh, two episodes of the upcoming final six season, sixth season have already been shot, and the writers are actively reworking the final season. They had already intended to write out Kevin Spacey halfway through the season, but now they either have to move up that timeline... Or write a couple more episodes to yeah. where they basically cover why he's no longer in the picture. Yeah. And I think the, what you described last week was a good solution to that. I hope they do something similar. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, I mean, good. We're probably seeing the end of uh, Kevin Spacey's career right now. Yep. And cool. Uh, <laughs> moreover, uh, Kevin Spacey has been dropped by his publicist, Stacey Wolf, and his talent agency, CAA. Well, there you go. Uh, that's basically putting the nail in the coffin for him. Yeah, if you, if you drop by your agency, then yeah, you're pretty screwed. Yeah. So, so yeah. the only way he's ever going to appear in oh, also his upcoming movie, All the Money in the World, yeah. has been pulled. Okay. Uh, that will no longer be releasing this year, if ever. Okay. Uh, they, I mean, if it does get released, they will pull it obviously from awards contention, and maybe just snuff it out in January, and where no one sees movies. And uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare has been removed from storage. For- no, no, no. No. That hasn't happened. No, but oh. I do think you can <laughs> kill him in the game, though. Dig- digital Kevin Spacey? If you kill Digital Kevin Spacey, I believe. Okay, well, Digital Kevin Spacey, I don't think, did anything bad. Except he is the villain in that movie, in that game. So. But he did touch the little bits, though. Oh, God. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> no. Moving on, then. Please. New story. Okay, new story. That looks like the one ring. That is the one true ring. The one that rules them all. Yes. The one that rules them all wants to come and rule your TV screen. Okay. As, 
uh, Warner Brothers is currently in the process of shopping around. Lord of the Rings, the TV series. Okay. Uh, Amazon, Netflix, and HBO have been approached about <laughs> producing a new series based on the Lord of the Rings franchise. They want that Game of Thrones money. However, this comes with uh, an upfront payment uh-huh. to the tune of $200 million. Million dollars, yeah, to two hundred and fifty million dollars. It's quite a bit buy-in for this thing. Yeah, but that's not to produce it. That's just for the rights right. to produce it's it to beat the people who have the exclusive. Right, that's just for the rights. Uh, for before any cost of development, talent, or production, uh, the budget for a fantasy series on that scale is likely to be one hundred million to one yeah. hundred fifty million uh, per season. All right. Who do you think jumps on it? Because I have, I have a theory. Uh, let me get through this first and then I okay. recognize it. So uh, the possible TV series, it's an in conjunction with Warner Brothers TV and, here's the kicker, will not encompass all of the Lord of the Rings characters. Right, of course not. So, meaning that even if you do pay the $200 million rights, you may not get the rights to use like Legolas or Aragon or... Gandalf or Samwise or any or, or any other major characters used in the film, but you could probably use any of the side characters for yeah. quests or stuff, or do what Lord or do what uh, Shadow of War yeah. did and just set it in Middle Earth. That's what I was gonna say. Is that if anything that the video games have proved is that you can set your game in the world of the Lord mm-hmm. of the, or it's your thing in the world of Lord of the Rings without having necessarily to involve any of the characters from the movies, right? Well, except for Sorrow. Yeah. Sorrow's a good. Yeah, that's a good. So, yeah, I mean, I think that that this is a potentially interesting thing, and it probably will happen. But who do you think it's... Because I have a theory. Okay. Who do you think? I think Amazon gets it because Amazon has all that Amazon money. I'm talking, like, billions. Yeah. Whereas Netflix, even though... Well, HBO's already... uh, They are called Red... HBO already bowed out, said that it will cost too much for them to produce. Yeah. Which makes sense because they're a subscription based yeah. through TV. And they don't currently don't have the subscription for HBO Go Now or HBO Now or whatever. Mm. Or HBO Go. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're like the same thing, but you need two different accesses. Yeah. You have to have cable for one. Right. So, and I think Netflix is more interested in original programming than stuff based off properties. And Amazon needs something to get people to watch Amazon. Yeah. So I think that they have the money to do it, but whether or not they get the people who did Game of Thrones or anyone in that vein to help produce it or help direct it is going to be the big question. So I agree with you. I was going to say Amazon as well. Because one, like you said, they can afford it, and two, they're hungry. They need something. This would be their big prestige hit. They've been waiting for it. I think that they've had some like minor hits. They've had nothing's really. They've like, had critical hits with like The Handmaid's yeah, Tale and, and Man of the High Man Castle. Castle and uh, yeah, those Handmaid's are, Tale uh, and Hulu. Uh, yeah, Hulu. Uh, you mean uh, 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 Transparent and uh, Mozart and, and Mozart Jungle, the Jungle? Yes, theirs. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they've had stuff, but I think this would be the thing for them. I don't think it would be HBO because not only what you said, but also because. Dude, they already have Game of Thrones. And yes, I know it's ending soon. But they have but, four in production. Yeah. They have four spin-offs currently right. being written. It would be redundant. 
I don't think HBO needs another. They don't need to double down. And then uh, and Netflix, I think that even the, I think you're right to a certain extent that they do want an original program. This still would count as a quote original programming. Yeah. But yeah, it is an adaptation, um, which is maybe not what they want to do right now. But who knows? Also, I just think that they're trying to save money right now because they already have a bunch of projects that they're working on. Yeah. I don't think they need to drop that much money on something that they don't know is going to be a surefire hit. I think this has got Amazon written all over it. All over it. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they're the ones who take it. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Okay, let's move on. Okay, we're still on the same page here. It's going to be Amazon because they got all that Amazon money. I mean, they are currently looking to open up a new headquarters for Amazon. So, yeah. So, yeah. It's going to happen. It makes sense for Amazon. All right. If if anyone at all. Because. Or it could just dissolve into the ether. Right. Probably not. Aether. Yeah, Aether. Would you want to watch a Lord of the Rings show? If they do, I guess it all depends on if they do. It all depends on what they center it on. Yeah, that's true. Because if they center it around like Game of Thrones-esque where people are fighting for control. It's about Sam. I I don't don't think so. (laughs) But if they center it around the rings and people trying to get the rings Mm -hmm. or like, or what they should do is the original rings, the original uh, seven rings before, before the creation of the one ring. Sure. I think that would be more interesting. That'd be interesting. Okay, cool. So there's yep. options. Yep. Uh, moving on, what else do we have in television news? And um, also TV news, ESPN. ESPN. Yeah, I should probably put this one up uh, high right after sports. Yeah. But because of the implications of Kevin Spacey, I figure we just get with that done first. Yeah, sure. Let's we'll talk about Yep. So ESPN uh, currently pays $2 billion a year for Monday Night Football. That's a lot of money. Yep, and and one NFL wild card game, a playoff game. Right. So in the month of October, uh, which was last month, ESPN lost over fifteen thousand subscribers a day. Damn. You may remember if you're a long time listener to the Media Podcast, we've been following the slow trickle of fans away from ESPN. Yes, uh, especially last year, we followed that uh, yes. severely. Yes, almost weekly. Yes, almost weekly. <laughs> like almost around the exact same time too last year. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, they they keep hemorrhaging uh, subscribers. Yep. Uh, though no surprise as ESPN is losing not only content, but also just people are cutting the cord. Yeah. Um, that being said, if you did not watch Nature Boy, the ESPN. 30 for 30 doc, it was actually pretty good. Yeah. I suggest uh, watching it, even if you're not a wrestling fan. It's just, he's just an interesting person. Yeah. Yeah, he's a really interesting person. So, so yeah, um, of course, this is all, uh, we did hear that there is plans for a streaming service for ESPN uh, coming sometime, what they say, not next year, but 2019? 2019 or 2020. Okay. So, yeah, there's a plan, it's just going to take a while. Right. And here's the reason. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Because uh, at this at this rate, ESPN will not be able to renew its NFL deal past okay. 2021. Interesting. That is when the current deal expires. Okay. Uh, however, by the time that does happen, Disney will have made its own streaming service. Right. For ESPN. So yeah, who knows at that point? Right. If they will, because I'm sure that they will obviously charge for it. Um, whether or not you do get. Uh, oh, God, American Idol. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyways. 
Uh, yeah, so whether or not you will continue to see uh, NFL on ESPN, because like because like NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, they all currently have their own, uh, you know, their own channels, their own websites. There are places you can go to find exclusive content for them. Yeah. So for them to not, for them for ESPN to currently exist as the one a conglomerate for sports. Is no longer a thing because you can get specialized or special curated content specifically for what you're looking for. In the world of a digital age, ESPN is no longer a necessity. Right. And that's the problem ESPN keeps running into currently as they lack the, I don't say vision, but lack the um, vision it's just not a modern it's just not a modern business because yeah. they, they they were just they were a piece of history at this point like the the, the internet has made 24-hour television sports coverage irrelevant what's well, really it's made 24-hour coverage anything irrelevant yeah. at this point it's also because true. you can get immediate news on yeah. twitter on facebook you can get score but, alerts on your phone like just lets you know every time the a team scores. Right, you can you can watch highlights on which was uh, ESPN staple right. for highlights, uh, the top ten plays. Like I used to watch that religiously, but now you can just watch it what any, anything you want on Anytime. YouTube. Yeah. So it's just it's a dying breed. It really is. Yep. Uh, what's more shocking, the demise of ESPN or? The Rise of the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say The Rise of the Rams because we didn't see that one coming. More traffic. Uh, yeah, because we've been uh, watching The Demise of ESPN for a while now. But yeah, The Rams. Um, Something good. They're actually at the top of the West. Uh, they have scored more points currently than they did all of last year combined. And the golf fence is looking like the number one pick that he should be. Uh, all thanks to McBay. Yeah. And thank you, Doctor, for tuning in. Making it happen. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, so yeah, uh, what else do we have? Yeah. yeah so basically, it's just a uh, uh, that that's definitely Miranda Lambert. Yep. <laughs> with her twins. What we got? <laughs> yeah. Alright, and the uh, curse you, CMA Awards. <laughs> for making your your people look Why so good. Why are you so good? distracting? <laughs> Where's Blake Shelton? Take her back. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he's busy. How do you leave that Blake Shelton? He's busy. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Fox News. You oh, know, God. the one-sided Fox News. What's up with them? Do I want to know? Uh, this is just, this, this has nothing to do with the U.S., but mainly the U.K. Okay. So, uh, two broadcasts in the U.K. have been found to breach of Ofcom rules over impartiality. Hmm. Ofcom. Uh, said or Ofcom is a UK ruling that any news sources must provide impartiality <laughs> when covering events. Okay, <laughs> it didn't pass the test. No. So a January, well, I mean, shocking, right? It's shocking. Yeah. So a January edition of the Hannity program discussed uh, Trump's travel ban from seven majority um, Muslim countries. And did not sufficiently reflect alternative viewpoints. <laughs> also, uh, Tucker Carlson Tonight <laughs> was also found in breach for, uh, via broadcast following the Manchester terror attacks. Yeah. The episode accused various public bodies and individuals in the UK 
for doing nothing to counter terrorism. So basically, this is just data uh, holding up an opinion that a lot of people, something that a lot of people already knew. Right. Essentially. Well, because uh, Fox News is a majority U.S. Yeah. Centered um, news coverage. Yes. Uh, the reason they, they haven't broadcast in the U.K. is because, one, Sky TV, two, Murdoch, yeah. and three, it's programming. Yeah, it's something that. It's I'm sure there's there's probably a segment of the audience over there that's curious about like, hey, what's going on in the states? Right, but so if you're only thing. getting an impartial uh, yeah, view on it, see why they wouldn't want that? Yes, uh, Fox News has stopped broadcasting on Sky mm-hmm. in the UK in August and has surrendered its license to Ofcom on November first. Yeah, uh, Ofcom said it was appropriate to punish uh, to publish its ruling against Fox News, even though it is no longer a licensed TV service uh, falling under its jurisdiction. So two things about this. One, what I already said, which is like, this is just this is just uh, data that represents the thing that we kind of already knew, that they're pretty one-sided about the issues that they present. Uh, the other side of this is that it's kind of hard to, uh, to, to have... I'm a, a strong proponent of it. I don't think that anything is without some sort of bias. I don't think you can talk without necessarily... I don't think there's such a thing as uh, 100% objectivity. I just don't. Were you just at 100% objectivity? Ha ha ha. That's not what I, that's not what I mean <laughs> at all. Uh, but yeah, and... Uh, but, to, but at the same time, though, yeah, there's, there's when it's too blatant. And that's the problem that Fox News has. Um, so yeah. I think it's good that, that, that these guys just did completely terminate it. Also, yeah, no, no big loss. I'm sure for 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 England. Right, but that being said, Fox News, or rather Fox News Corp, is still in pursuit of a 61 percent buyout of yeah. Sky TV. And if that happens, then all bets are off. Right. Uh, News Corp. We should mention yes. not Fox News Corp. News Corp. Right. But, News they Corp, own but Fox. owns Fox. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. And that moves us into cancellations and renewals. Cancellations and renewals. What have we got this week? All right. So, me, myself, and I. All of you. Yes. Uh, you know, that Bobby Moynihan show on CBS? Yes. yes. Well, not canceled. Uh-huh. Not renewed. Okay. But definitely in purgatory somewhere. Okay. As it has been pulled from its schedule on CBS. Weird. Okay. Uh, it has aired six episodes so far. And the remaining seven episodes... Will be aired at a later date. This does so, not bode well for us. <laughs> no, it does not. But we'll find out. Yep. Um, Bobby Moynihan sitting on this edge of his seat right now. He, John Party is not a new artist. <laughs> anyway. Brett, okay, I'll go with Brett Young. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Daytime Divas uh, canceled after one season on VH1. Sure. The Orville will get a second season on Fox. Well, I was wrong. Yep. It is the first of the new series uh, to get a, se- a season a season two. Yeah. All right. This is your time to gloat. There it is. Jump party. This is your t- time to gloat. Tell me I was wrong. You're wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. I yeah. thought this was a Son of Zorn situation. Well, like I said. I was wrong. Uh, well, as I was discussing with apparently my new BFF, Adam, this past weekend. <laughs> Okay. Uh, about. <laughs> I feel uh, like there's backstory to that, but. There's no backstory to that. <laughs> uh, John Party's not a new artist. 
So I'm getting distracted by John Party. That's a great name, by the way. Oh, yes. I want to be John Party. Invite me to your party. I'm John Party. Mr. Party is my father. Party is a father. So, yeah. Um, like I said, uh, like I was telling, uh, yeah, Adam. Um, <laughs> ignore the first episode. Yeah. While it does establish some uh, precedent in terms of, like, establishing characters, it's just a terrible, terrible first, like, pilot episode. Yeah. It's a bad pilot. Yeah, it's a bad pilot. It's a bad point pilot. But, that being said, she does look like a princess, and it does <laughs> get... It does get the point across of establishing characters. This podcast is over. <laughs> okay. Not until we hit hundred episodes. <laughs> but yeah, congratulations on Seth MacFarlane getting se- uh, a second season. Uh, hashtag nerd life. Don't <laughs> if you guys discuss country OMGs. Oh, <laughs> is Adam you listening? Question mark. Music category. <laughs> and lastly, the Mick. Uh, currently in the second season, we'll get, um, we'll move on from 13 episodes to 20 episodes. Yeah. Okay. On Fox. Salt, salt, doing solid numbers for him. Yep. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Christian says, is Adam listening? Question mark? I don't know, probably not. I don't know. <laughs> I told him about it. Yeah, yes, I did plug my podcast. <laughs> that's, that's what we do. Yes. You plug the podcast, I plug the website, and we're doing our, doing what we can. Yep. <laughs> uh, hashtag nerd life. Well, if you guys discuss country, oh, geez. Yes. Well, the CMAs are on, so we are to criticize Again, we'll talk about it a little more in the yep. music category. Uh, I didn't write anything down here, but as for deaths, real quick this past week, let me see if I can find something real quick. Uh, Patty Russell, age 89, British TV director for Doctor Who, Out of the Unknown, and The Omega Factor. Okay. Uh, we also have... I know there's one here that I saw. Oh, Sid Ketlet, age 69, American basketball player. Okay. Um, where's that baseball player that died? I don't know. And, uh, I don't know if I can find it. Where is it? He was, he was like, uh, he was like, he was like only 40. Oh, uh, Nancy Friday, age 84, American author of My Secret Garden, Forbidden Flowers, and Women on Top. Don't read anything to that last one. No, no, wasn't going to. Alright. Um, no, not him. Let me see here real quick. Uh, we have Brad... No. This is, this is exciting. Roy right? Holiday. Yeah. That was it. Okay. Roy Holiday, age 40, American baseball player for oh, wow. the Toronto Blue Jays and Philadelphia Phillies. He was the Cy Young Award winner oh, wow. in 2003 Damn. and 2010. Died in a plane crash over the, the Gulf of Mexico this wow. past weekend. Oh, that's bad. Yep, Roy Holiday. There you go, doctors. Yeah. Uh, she's, got she's got me. She's about got me back it up. Yep. And, yeah, oh, that's... Okay. Uh, yeah, real sad there. Real, sad. That's a... That's a tough one. Yeah, forties young. Yeah, four, I mean, yeah, he won, seven years ago he was a Cy Young Award winner. Yeah, it's recent. Yeah. As All always, right. condolences to family and friends. Yeah. All right, we're moving on. Moving on to music. Okay, a Billboard. In our new order. I guess this is just we're going back to the OG order because this is just it flows better. Uh, uh, you're the one who wanted to switch. Uh, yeah, uh, into music we got Billboards. Uh, so your top five singles, your Hot 100 list. 
had a little bit of movement this week. I didn't even bother last week because I hadn't moved. Right. Uh, this week there's a little bit of movement and shaking, but not in your number one song. So, who's duly single? Nope. Your uh, number one song is still Rockstar by Post Malone featuring 21 Savage. Your number two song, entering the top five this week, Havana by Camila Cabello featuring Young Thug. Uh, number three, Bodak Yellow Money Moves moves a little down the list. Number four, 1-800-273-8255, which I've actually finally heard now. I know what that song sounds like, finally. Okay. And uh, number five, Thunder by Magic Dragons. The lightning and the thunder. And thunder. The thunder. Your top 100, or 200, which is your albums chart, topped this week, fittingly, as we're watching the CMA Awards. Kenny Chesney's Live in No Shoes Nation, a live album, I presume. Yeah, that sounds uh, about right. <laughs> uh, debuts at number one this week. Uh, number two, Meaning of Life by Kelly Clarkson. Just narrowly misses that number one spot. Wow. Uh, but hey, solid performance by Kelly. Yep. Number three, Heartbreak on a Full Moon by Chris Brown. And number uh, number four, Without Warning by 21 Savage, Offset, and Metro Boomin. And number five, Stony by Post Malone. Okay. That's your billboard for the week. Let's get new into release. new releases for this week. We have Tom Heidick. Heidick. Heide- I'm sorry. T- Tim, Tim Heidecker with... Hey. Yes. What? Tim Heidecker. Wait, that Tim Heidecker? Yeah, I think so. Okay. With Too Dumb for Suicide, oh. colon, Trump Songs. Okay. Yep. Is that, the, the, I believe that is the Tim from, of Tim and Eric. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, well, it was uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Sure. With, of, of, of Miley Ray Cyrus Miley fame. Miley Ray Cyrus fame. <laughs> Miley Ray Cyrus? Yes. <laughs> made up the middle name. Yes. <laughs> Combined the two of them. <laughs> Yes, Iggy Breaky Heart, Mr. Iggy Breaky Heart himself. Yes, uh, we'll set the record straight. I, I'm sure he will. Yep. Uh, we also have Buffy St. Marie okay. with Medicine Songs. Sure. Evanescence. Evanescence? New, yes. Wait, what? Evanescence has a new album out. Weird. Called Synthesis. What, what year is this? <laughs> uh, we have Ian Savonius okay. with Introduction to Escapism. Sure. Uh, album you're looking forward to, maybe. Sleigh Bells with Kid with Kid Khrushchev. So I dropped off of Sleigh Bells after album three. Okay. So I am more than willing to give it a chance, but I'm worried. Okay. Uh, we also have Smokey Robinson with the first uh, holiday album of the year, Christmas Every Day. Yeah. We also have Taylor Bells. Swift with Reputation coming out this week. So note real quick before we move on. I don't know if this is in your news. Nope. Uh, but go ahead. I knew you were going to say that. Anyway. Reputation will not, um, according to sources, be on streaming services this week. So if you were looking forward to Spotifying or Apple Musicing um, uh, Taylor Swift's Reputation on Friday or uh, this weekend, uh, you won't be able to. If you want to hear it, you will have to purchase a copy in a store or an online store of your choosing. So uh, get ready to pony up some money for Taylor Swift this weekend if you want to hear it. Yep. So I will not be listening to Taylor Swift this weekend. So yeah. Also, well, until it goes on YouTube. Then maybe everybody will hear it. Yep. Uh, we also have Teen Days with Things for a New Earth. Okay. And lastly, Young Lean with Stranger. Young Lean is a good name. Mm. Alright, <laughs> moving on to music news. What we got? Purple Man himself, Prince. Even though he's gone, he's still making money. That's true. Uh, in a recent auction this past weekend, Prince's guitar, uh, which is a blue teal cloud guitar, mm-hmm. 
from the late icons collection was sold um, for a ridiculously high number um, is oh, the highest price ever paid for one of Prince's guitars. Oh, wow. Okay. Put a price tag on it, man. Uh, why do you always ask me for numbers? <laughs> because I'm so bad at it. Kind of. $75 million. The highest guitar ever purchased was for $2 million. Oh, wow. Way over. <laughs> okay. So this one is... Five million dollars? No. Seven hundred thousand dollars. Oh, okay. Yes. So it's not the highest. No. It's not the highest guitar ever. Yeah. But the highest for, for one Prince. of Prince's. Got it. Okay. Right, which is uh, of note. <laughs> How cool would a guitar have to be to have seventy-five million dollars? <laughs> uh, well, well, the the one that was two million dollars was Bob Dylan's guitar. That that okay, that makes sense. Yes. Um, the original price point for the guitar was to go anywhere between sixty thousand and eighty thousand. Okay, so right in the right in the middle. No. Oh. Sixty and eighty thousand. Oh, that's right. You said seven hundred thousand. Seven hundred thousand. Oh, so ten times that. Amount. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yes. Uh, this is the highest price ever for one piece of guitars. Previous top item earners include Michael Jackson's white rhinestone glove. Uh-huh. For one hundred and two thousand dollars, okay. The uh, red snakeskin jacket from Beat It for one hundred eighteen thousand, a Nero shirt worn by Jimi Hendrix for one hundred and six thousand dollars, and handwritten lyrics to David Bowie's Starman for eighty one thousand dollars. Okay. All right, and moving on to. This man. Uh-huh. That is one Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, as you know, is old and somehow alive. <laughs> it's true. It's all those bats he's eaten. Yes, all those bats that he's eaten. Um, he will embark on a two-year farewell tour starting in 2018. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee and Grammy-winning singer-songwriter will celebrate... More than five decades as a performer, mm-hmm. uh, singing songs from both his solo career and his lead singer for Black Sabbath. Makes sense. The tour will mark the end of global touring for Ozzy Osbourne, okay. though he will still perform select live shows uh, following this. The tour will start in May in Mexico, uh, followed by several shows in South America, before heading to Russia and head and ending in Spain, Portugal. Uh, the North American tour will be produced by Live Nation, and details for that will be revealed in 2018. So, if you are a fan of Ozzy Osbourne and want to see him in one last huge hurrah live show, here's a chance. Here's a chance, because even though he said he will do select shows, you don't know when that's going to be. Yeah. Uh, according to the article, also. Ozzy Osbourne will be doing a lot of the summer festivals in Europe while he's on tour as well. Makes sense. I mean, you're in Europe as well. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You get, get two for one stone out of it, too. For sure. Yeah. All right. Moving on uh, to Morrissey. Sure. So this past weekend, 
Morrissey was scheduled to perform at the Vina Robles Amphitheater in Paso Robles, California. Where, just moments before he was expected to go to go on stage, he canceled the show. Yep. <laughs> uh, this is apparently very a common. very common thing for Morrissey to do. He does it all the freaking time. Yes. Uh, the excuse, however, got fans irritated. Uh-huh. As, quote, due to an inoperable heating system on stage, tonight's gate engagement is postponed. However, a new date will be rescheduled for the 2018 season. <laughs> how cold was it, you ask? How, uh, how cold was it? Temperatures were in the <laughs> mid-40s. It's so cold. It was so cold, it was probably 47 degrees outside. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and disgruntled fans, you know, who have been out in the cold waiting for Morrissey to come on stage. Right. Took to Twitter to voice their complaints. I'm sure. Yep. Yeah, this is not the, the first time. I mean, he's, believe it or not, he's canceled performances for more petty things than this. Okay. Like, he, this is a guy who will... Who will basically like say like oh well this this light is weird I'm not gonna perform or I'm just not feeling good I'm not gonna perform or uh, he's also been in the news the last few weeks for basically convincing the Hollywood Bowl to go completely have a, a vegan menu <laughs> so that way he can play because he's the you know they have the whole he has the whole meat burger thing uh, so yeah um, he's kind of a finicky dude when he performs at places and yeah the slightest thing will irk him. Not surprising at all. Alright. And lastly, I know this is probably the third week in a row we've mentioned him. Oh, yeah. But, Marilyn Manson. Yeah, keeps keeps showing up in our news for some reason. (laughs) For some reason, he keeps making uh, news cycles, news waves here. It's true. Yep. So, uh, this past weekend, uh, he had a concert uh, in San Bernardino, uh, California, this past weekend. Where he performed in a wheelchair, uh, uh, because we had reported that he broke his leg climbing right. on one of his sets. So he's uh, currently tour- on tour, or he's back on tour in a wheelchair, um, but he's doing a little something maybe he shouldn't be doing. Okay. Uh, during the concert. Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah. During the concert, he carried a fake firearm. And pointed it at the crowd while singing uh, We Know Where You Effing Live, yeah. uh, when one of his hit songs. Uh, he moved the fake gun around and pointed it throughout his performance. <laughs> Note, this was in San Bernardino. <laughs> you know, the same city where 14 people were killed on December 2nd, 2015. Yeah. In a terror attack. So, maybe not the smartest move on his part. So, yeah, apparently he's, he responded to criticism by saying, oh, no, it's performance art. It's like, well, yeah, of course it's freaking performance art. But also, keep in mind that we are now constantly living in a state where we have heard so much about being people being shot at these music at these concerts. That could very well happen to me. Like, that's what you got to be thinking when you go there. Right. It's like, this could totally happen. So when the artist even... It was on stage showing you what you don't know is a fake rifle that could very well be a real rifle. You're going to freak out. Right. It's a little sensitive. It's not great timing. It's just, and if this is really performance art, there's probably a better way to do it. 
like on video or something. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I know the whole thing with Marilyn Manson. This is, is now Tyler is, Perry CMA Awards. I know. Uh, I know the whole thing with uh, Marilyn Manson is he causes controversy. That's Ooh. always been his thing. But, man, read, know how to read the room. That's all I have to say about this. Read a room. Well, speaking of controversy, yeah. uh, Marilyn Manson has, has always gone on record as stating that the Columbine era destroyed yeah. uh, his entire career at He's the time. He's not wrong. It kind of did. Yeah. It kind of dropped off the face of the earth after people associated him with col- the, the kid who caused Columbine. Right. So, yeah, not surprised. But, yeah, I mean, be smarter than this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, if you're going to do criticism of something that does, yes, deserve criticism, uh, do it smart, do, smartly. Don't do it like this. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Anyways. Anyways, that we're going to end on some happy notes here. And with some video game news. Well, before we start video game, it's, uh, we should probably mention the CMA Awards are happening right now. So, oh, yes. country music. Uh, tune in ABC. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, this is, this is currently Tyler, Tyler Perry's Country Music Awards. Look to the CMA so Awards. So check that out. Uh, there doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of news. I'm sure that they've uh, uh, mentioned the, the shooting, at least probably. That's probably what That's probably what he's right doing now. right now. So yeah. yeah people in. stood up and clapped for Tyler Perry, which... Out of country music awards doesn't shouldn't really happen. I don't know. That's cool. It'd be it's cool that's happening. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll see. Uh. But yeah. So let's transition over smoothly into video games. Yes. The the smoothest of transition. Yes. The smoothest. Oh. Smoothest. Okay. So album of the year. That was fast. Yeah. How, how short is the show? Oh, no. <laughs> or do they do the the big awards up front? Maybe the, they've already done like the the, yeah. the single. And Maybe the right. they they do reverse award show where they just kind of. I don't know. Here's all the big ones. Well, no, no, no. The big winner is Entertainer of the Year. That's why. Oh, that's right. Never mind. Yeah, you're right. Okay, anyways. Video games. Anyway, uh, video games. And this past weekend, a lot of things happened this past weekend. Um, Blizzard had their uh, convention. BlizzCon. They sure did. Yep. But uh, not a whole lot coming out of this this year. Uh, Well, not a whole lot of new stuff coming out this year. No. Uh, stuff that was either predicted or head stat uh, became true. Well, most of it being get ready to go back to the beginning and rewind the clock as Chris Stapleton wins. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. Um, anyways, World of Warcraft. Yes. We'll be offering a classic server so option. You rewind the clock. This is exactly what this does. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, there has been this uh, to step back a little, uh, a little background for why they're doing this. If you recall, I don't remember if we covered this story, but uh, Blizzard had to recently uh, do uh, file a cease and desist against people who were running private servers that were running the original World of Warcraft. They uh, basically shut down private operations mm-hmm. of those private servers. Apparently, people at the time were like, "Oh, well, this is kind of messed up. Why would they do that?" Turns out this is why they would do that, because there was an official plan for Blizzard to run those servers themselves, something called World of Warcraft Classic. Yes. Classic. So, for those of you who are not currently in or the know, currently in the know of yeah. World of Warcraft, um, they've released uh, several iterations oh, yeah. of World of Warcraft over the past several years, including several expansions yeah. that, you know, tweak the game and make it a little bit more playable, a little bit more friendly to newcomers but uh, uh the cost of all that is that we've pretty much at this point lost 
that original World of Warcraft experience that launched in 2004. Right. That's gone. Like, you cannot play the original, like, uh, just, just worlds the world, of, just world, of world of Azeroth yeah. itself. Because they changed it so much. They changed know, it, the they've expanded it, they've added. I mean, at one point there was Kung Fu Pandas. Yeah, the Lich King happened. Yeah. So anyways, this Lich King, not yes. Lynch King, is yes. very different. Uh, I'm sure he did Lynch to people. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, so this is good for those of people who are nostalgic for uh, World of Warcraft so they can return to the game they played back in forever ago. Which is cool. You no, know, 13 years ago or yeah. whatever. Yeah, only 13 years ago. Yeah. Uh, question. Entire teenager yeah. ago. Uh, wow. One eleven from Stranger Things ago. Wow. <laughs> Can you believe that? Anyways. Uh, I was going to say wow too, but. <laughs> wow. But yeah, like like one entire eleven from Stranger Things. Oh, this is one teenager ago. Yes. So there are te- there are kids. Getting into World of Warcraft now that weren't alive. We're alive when World Barely of Warcraft alive started. When World of Warcraft was new. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Anyways. Anyways, uh, the married couple. Yeah. Uh, anyways, other BlizzCon uh, news. Uh, the popular StarCraft Two will go free to play starting November fourteenth. Okay. Uh, you can, however, pay to unlock additional single player campaigns. Co-op commanders and more, but the original game and original campaign for StarCraft Two will be free to play. Uh, this is cool. This is a cool thing because it's been forever since StarCraft Two came out. Yep, seven years, eight, six years, five years. Five years, I think. Five years. Yeah, feels like longer. It does. <laughs> yeah. I remember when the news was they're finally making a sequel. I know, right? Uh, so that's cool. cool. Yeah, uh, more people will be able to play. Uh, StarCraft 2, which I hear is very good. Yep. I mean, they do have competitions for it, so yeah. yeah. Uh, we also have a new Overwatch animated short, Honor and Glory, out now. Cool. As well as a new Overwatch Character. hero. Yeah. Uh, Moira has been announced. Yeah. Yep. Uh, another healer. Yes. Right? Yep. Cool. Uh, so that's what happened at BlizzCon. Also, uh... The start of the Over League, Overwatch League, right? Was I think it was the start? Or was the end? Uh, no. I think it's start. I believe it was the start of the Overwatch League. Was this past weekend? Yeah. Because I think the ending is going to be in uh, L.A. Uh, yeah, at Staples Center. I think, if I remember correctly from reading the original. That sounds right. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, uh, Overwatch League is currently underway. Moving on. Moving on, some, some not-so-great news. Oh, yeah, not-so-great news. Uh, Telltale Games uh, has decided to do some restructuring. Yeah. And by that, I mean lay off some, some staff workers. About 25% of staff workers, or 90, if you want to put a number on it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, effective November 7th, uh, the restructuring should not have any impact on any of the developers' previously announced projects, uh, along with the uh, with the setback, uh, it intends to move internal development over to quote more proven technologies that will fast track innovation in its core products. 
Whatever that means. <laughs> That's a bunch of business speak for, it sounds like... Um, We're going to try some mobile stuff. Yeah, they need to restructure because they wanted to focus on larger projects as opposed to little things. Because that's the thing, is that they expanded, we, they were like, so Telltale is the video game developer equivalent of a uh, fast food restaurant that expands too quickly. Yep. They got some uh, uh, early hits with uh, The Walking Dead, and um, right, Walking Dead. expanded, uh, yep. where they were hiring like crazy, they were opening new uh, new offices in different states. Right, and they got a bunch of new IPs, uh, Batman, Telltale Games, yeah, they made um, a lot of Walking deals. Dead. They made nothing but um, deals for like a... Yeah, game, year. yeah, Game of Thrones, and uh, they recently did Guards of the Galaxy as well. And what happens when you expand your teams like that, and if you have too many products on shelves, or digital shelves, I guess in this case, yeah. is you spread yourself too thin, and uh, diminishing returns occur. And that's exactly what happened. Um, I don't think I've heard positive things about a game in the last uh, like few years, except for uh, Tales from Borderlands. People like that one. But generally speaking... Uh, people like The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead... Or The Walking Dead Season 1 was yeah, good. Well, I'm, that's what I'm... I'm, I'm implying yeah. since then. Yeah. Dude, that was the big hit that they had. But yeah, right. other than that, like, I don't know anybody who's playing that Batman one. I don't know anybody who's playing the world, uh, the, uh, the uh, Game, Game of Thrones one. Right. Like, these exist, but I don't think anybody cares. And that's the problem that they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. So I think it's smart to... Uh, it sucks that these people left, lost their jobs. I hope they find their feet like their feet. I hope they find work at uh, local studios. So if you're a local studio, hire these people. They're probably great. But it makes sense for them to want to focus because refocus is important and hopefully will uh, get them to make better product. And if it means fewer games, then hey, worth it for the gamer. But yeah, it sucks for the people losing their jobs. Definitely we hope they uh, find their footing. Yep. And that brings us to other people who lost their jobs. Yeah. In a perfect world, no one would lose their jobs. <laughs> yes, but, but in, perfect in world. a perfect world... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't happen. No, not, not quite. So, uh, the studio behind... So, uh, Perfect World is just basically one big Chinese conglomerate game. Yeah. Um, yeah, they run like the EA yeah. of China. Well, they, they yeah they they bought up a bunch of um, uh, online developers mostly yeah people developing games for the internet right and with that um, they have decided to shut down a couple studios yeah uh, first one being Runic Games right uh, the team behind Torchlight and Torchlight Two yeah has been officially shut down that's a sad one um, I played a little bit of Torchlight and that's a good game and they had some pretty lofty um, Plans that at one point they were going to make a Torchlight MMO. They also just put out Hob, which right. was their most recent game. Yeah, they seemed like pretty talented dudes. So yeah, that's a sad one. Yeah. Also, most of Botiga, uh, the people behind Gigantic, yeah, Gigantic. Uh, have, yes, Gigantic has been laid off this week. Yeah. Uh, both game developers were based in Seattle. Uh, a core team of developers remains at Motiga, who will work to support the game, uh, Gigantic. And its players. Uh, as for Runic Games, it was closed as part of the continued strategy to focus on online games as a service. And yeah, not great. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this is bound to happen. Online uh, games are volatile. This is a this is a hard industry to be in. So yeah, it's disappointing. But uh, I hope uh, I hope they all find their uh, uh, find some some work elsewhere. And good luck to the companies. 
And yeah, uh, with, as with both stories, good luck to those uh, people trying to find work. For sure. Okay. And that brings us to uh, one of our final, our final news story of the night. Yeah. Mario Odyssey. Super Mario. That's right. Super, Super Mario, Mario Odyssey, Odyssey continues to exist and continues to be something we haven't played. Yep. Uh, however, it has become Nintendo's fastest-selling Super Mario game ever in the U.S. Yeah. With 1.1 million copies sold in five days. Not bad. Not bad at all. Yep. Uh, Nintendo has increased supplies of the Switch to meet demand uh, through the holidays. Currently, as of the end of October, more than 2.6 million Switch systems have been sold in the U.S. Um, this number will obviously grow pretty significantly this upcoming holiday season. Oh, yeah. As not only is it the new console, uh, sorry, Xbox One X, <laughs> but uh, people will gravitate to the Switch not only for Mario, but Zelda, Splatoon 2, Arms. It's got a pretty good roster of games right now. Yeah. Uh, I think they're firing all cylinders in 2017. I think um, it's off to a great start. Their first year has been amazing. And um, if they keep it going like this, the Switch will definitely be something that uh, people will have to own. Yes. Uh, it's definitely looking that way. Right. I mean, the, right now they're, I won't say they're on pace with, with the Wii system, but it's definitely looking that it's way. looking really good so far. Um, picking backing on this story, I want to talk a little bit about other sales numbers that are going around. Yeah. Uh, Ubisoft um, released a statement saying that they were pleased with the numbers that uh, Assassin's Creed Origin is doing. Mm -hmm. um, so that is already outperforming uh, the previous game, Syndicate, uh, from two years ago. Right. So, yeah, Ubisoft is happy, and hey, cool, I'm glad that uh, Assassin's Creed is hitting again. Right, apparently it's doing super well in the UK, where... Yes, also. ...where it is outselling Super Mario Odyssey. Right, yeah, in a weird uh, turn of events there. Yeah. Uh, the other uh, the news that I saw today uh, is a perfect segue into what we're going to talk about. Call of Duty World War II apparently is also selling really well after coming out this past Friday, uh, making uh, twice the amount of sales in its first week as, uh, or a few days, I guess, as uh, Infinite Warfare, the last uh, Call of Duty iteration, iteration from last year. Which brings us to our thoughts for the week for video games. We've been playing some uh, Call of Duty World War Two, and we will not be playing a lot of it. <laughs> so okay, let's let's. So I played uh, almost the entire campaign. I'm about to wrap it up. Probably tomorrow I'll I'll finish that up. Yeah. Um, I'm no longer concerned about getting that returned before Friday because I'm going to cancel Need for Speed because okay. reviews hit for that thing. I don't know if you've seen how lousy that thing is. No, I'm not. I am going to pass. Okay. It's going to be a big pass for me. So we'll not be talking right. about Need for Speed Payback. Um, Can you put a factory butthole there? Uh, yeah, maybe. Something yeah. like that. Okay. I was actually thinking it's Assassin's Creed. Oh, really? Because it sounds like it's actually alright. Okay. So yeah. I don't know. Okay, maybe, yeah, let's maybe go maybe back I'll both and see what we get. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so uh, Call of Duty though. Um, so yeah, I'm almost done with the campaign. You've been playing a lot of multiplayer. A lot more than yes. I have. Uh, I haven't touched the multiplayer yet. So we can kind of talk to those those periods of things. So let's begin with the campaign. So um, Call of Duty World War Two is exactly what you think it is. Let's get that off 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 the top. It here. is a World War Two campaign, ass campaign. So if you were one of the people who are looking forward to the return to World War Two, well, you'll probably be pleased with what you have here. 
it's very World War II, um, and it's a very classic World uh, a Call of Duty campaign in respects to that. So if you're expecting the first uh, mission to be Normandy, the first mission is Normandy. If you're expecting to lay explosives on some artillery, you do that in the first mission. You ex uh, expect to um, uh, have some, uh, maybe some missions where you're in a tank. There's that. You have some missions where you're sniping dudes. There's that. You have some missions maybe that you're shooting some airplanes out of the sky. There's that. It checks all the boxes that are required for a Call of Duty World War II uh, game. So it is the most obvious Call of Duty I think they've ever done. It is the most Call of Duty the Call of Duty has ever been. Campaign's alright. Uh, so far it's been a pretty uh, 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 variety of the things that I've mentioned. Also a couple of surprises. There's a stealth mission where you take uh, control of a, a cool uh, lady spy uh, uh, in the French uh, French Resistance. This is pretty cool, a uh, neat little moment, but it doesn't really commit to any of it. That's the problem, I think, with this time around with Call of Duty. In a year where Wolfenstein is telling such a, um, uh, like, a story, like, actually something to say about, like, about Nazism, about fascism, about, like, the both current-day politics and uh, the uh, politics of the past, Call of Duty had an opportunity to also do something, and they completely did not. Uh, so yeah, uh, campaign's all right. It's not great. It seems very middling. Um, it looks good. Call of Duty is a very good-looking game this year. Uh, uh, as expected, as this as is expected. one of the major studios uh, firing on all cylinders here. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really talk about old one, uh, uh, old Dominion. reading <laughs> things and saying things. We didn't really talk about the Xbox One X, but that also came out uh, this week. So those of you who... Uh, or that that is in your grimy little hands, um, but uh, from what I understand, it looks good. On uh, the patch for Call of Duty did finally hit today. It was delayed. It was supposed to hit yesterday. It did not make it. Um, but yeah, so those of you who have one of those, probably it looks pretty good on that too, thing too. So um, it's a good looking game. Uh, so you've been playing multiplayer. How are you? Uh, what are your feelings about Call of Duty World War II's multiplayer so far? Uh, so far, it plays exactly like the multiplayer you want. Either you're good yeah. at it or you suck. So yeah, um, to note here, this is a return to form of sorts. No wall running, no jetpacks, yes. no future weapons. This is straight up roll ass guns and yes. running around. Run, running and gunning. Do you think that... Um, uh, there are several classes that you can choose from to determine your perks. Right. That being said, you can't unlock all the perks. Yeah. So essentially choosing your class in the beginning does nothing except like limits you. It limits you. To certain uh, certain kinds of weapons that you that they you will have more options for. Right, and as you personally level up, you will unlock more weapons. But also in a Call of Duty fashion, as you use the weapon more and level the weapon up, you will unlock more perks for it: sights, extra mags, yeah, uh, stocks. So like that. I have two questions. Uh, one for you um, is. Do you prefer kind of the more classic uh, style like this, or do you did you like the the kind of futury stuff they were doing in some of the more recent games? I kind of liked a little bit of what they were doing in the more recent games. Yeah, I did like the running and sliding. I did. I was getting a, very used to uh, the wall running and jumping, like you said. Yeah. That being said, it was super annoying. I feel like it. There was like a lot thrown at you that you couldn't master at all. Unless you played like hour upon hour upon hours of it, so with that, um, I like that it's very scaled back. It's very, it's a tight multiplayer experience. 
to where you're playing if you're playing um, um, like one one v one or death death match. Yeah, it's very much death match. You're playing. Um, you get what you, you, get you get what you're coming for. Yes. Yeah. Although there is a new game mode. I don't know if this was the old one. I didn't see it. But the new game mode of volleyball? Right. Yes, this is a ball thing. It reminded me of uh, Oddball from Halo. Uh, uh, yeah. It was a little it's bit like Capture the Flag. Except there is also Capture the Flag mode. But yeah, it reminded me a lot like Capture the Flag where there's a center um, fall like flag you're trying to get and then yeah. throw it to your own but it's a ball. goal. But yeah. And it, you get rid of your own. You can't shoot while you have it. You just carry around the ball. Right. But you can't throw it, which is nice. Just like Oddball. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, the other thing I was going to ask you about, and this is kind of not really a question, it's more of a, tell us about headquarters. Oh yeah! This is a so, new thing. This yeah, this is around. a new thing, because the success of Destiny. Yeah, probably. Mostly, at least. Yeah. So, uh, because of the success of Destiny, uh, basically, you're, there's like a home base where you're set up like on, like, I want to say the, the, a beach somewhere. Somewhere in Normandy. I don't want to say Normandy. I think it is actually in Normandy. It might actually be yeah, the it beach is. of Normandy. I think it's totally in Normandy. But yeah, you set up on a beach and then you can like access more weapons. You can buy stuff. Yeah. There's, you can get money. It's like the tower in Destiny. Yeah, which is really weird. And then... And it's a social space, or at least it will space. be. So... I've yet to run into another person. That's kind of what I wanted to talk about because... Uh, I found out why. Why? So that is intended to be a social space, just like it is in Destiny. It's intended for people to be around. Right. But, because there were issues apparently pre-launch, they shut it down as a social space for the time being. Okay. And we'll eventually get it running back up. But uh, as of this recording, as t- to our knowledge, it is still not up, to, up and running again. Which is really strange, because yeah. uh, it gives you, like, some missions to complete while you're in that space. Yeah. Like, oh, go talk to this person. Go do this. Right. Like, check this out. And one of them is to salute a fellow player. And if there's no other players, you can't salute them. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was, it was, it's commend. Commend a fellow player. Yeah. But, that was, it's, so the title is Commend a Fellow Soldier. So I thought, oh, okay. Go to a random soldier that there, one of the NCPs, no. and then, like, salute them like or something. a real person. No. Like, actually, a real person, but... Doesn't work that way. Also, you you don't necessarily have to go there to go to the next game. Uh, after you play a an event or like a multiplayer game, you can just like stay in that lobby and keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. It's only like when, after you, you log off, drop, you drop out, or like you end end that lobby, like you quit, shut down your system. The next time you log back in, you're placed in that general space. It's a weird, weird thing, and I feel like it's such out of place in a Call of Duty game. But I don't know. It, if they make it work, with it, then they actually bring they people make, back into it. Yeah. <laughs> the lack of people is, like, really, really alarming and it weird. It makes it look like a ghost town. Yeah. It's just like this thing that should be popping is just empty. It's just dead. Right. Because that way you can yeah. see... Because like, you're supposed to be able to see, like, people get loot boxes. Or, like... Loot or drop crates and stuff like that. Yeah, and I see what they get, uh, but not no because there's no one around. There, there, there's nothing of that. Yeah. 
So yeah, um, there's the other uh, third of the game is the Nazi zombie stuff. We haven't touched that. I haven't yet to touch that. Uh, but I guess I'll, prob- I'll probably try it before I write up something. I will be writing up something for MediaBoatPodcast.com. It'll probably go up this weekend. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I will be finishing the campaign, so we'll have things to say about how that wraps up as well. Speaking of wrapping up, what is MediaBoatPodcast.com? MediaBoatPodcast.com is our website where you can see all our stories about whether our weekly features or our uh, thoughts about movies, games, television shows, etc., albums, anything. Uh, all there in one place. So check out MediaBoatPodcast.com if you want. I'm guessing you want to wrap up the podcast. It's time I, I guess to plug so, yeah. things. Because we're done. That was pretty much it. Yep, that was the um, end So yeah. Um, oh, well, I guess if we're going to rate Call of Duty, I don't know. Um, if, if, probably, you're, if you're into Call of Duty and you're into... But the, 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 it's like, such a cop out. That is, because Destiny 2 is better. So yeah. Um, it's exactly what you think it is. Yeah. So use that information. I think it's a weak Call of Duty game, if I'm going to be honest. I think this is a pass. Yeah, I I'm mean, gonna say pass because you're doing the campaign, and it's campaign fulfilling. No, it's well, middle of the road, middle of the road Call of Duty. I feel like there are better Call of Duty campaigns. The last few games, uh, this is not the best thing they've done. It's not the worst thing they've done. It's just so average okay. in every single way. I'm gonna say pass. All right, yeah, I've been doing the multiplayer for quite a bit now, and I'm. It's Call of Duty multiplayer. It's yeah. shooters. I mean, if you want, if you're into Call of Duty, you're going to play it. Other, which is, I know a cop out, but otherwise, <laughs> there's better shooters out there. Yeah, there's, there's better, better shooters. shooters. The Spend your money wisely. Uh, no, we'll decide. Anyways, now we can plug. Or, or Destiny 2. And now we can plug. Uh, so yeah, if you want to watch us live, we'll be back next week with another live edition of the Media Boat Podcast on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock Pacific. Check us out then. We'll also be streaming a new video game of some sort on Tuesday night, so check us out for that. That'll be on twitch.tv slash mediaboat, so check us out there and subscribe to our channel if you'd like. You can catch the audio version of our, our podcast on iTunes, or sorry, Apple Podcasts, uh, just search yeah. Media Boat Podcast, or on any of the uh, equivalent podcast services that are hooked up to RSS feeds. You can also find our uh, our butts on media uh, social media. Uh, we're at Media Boat Cast on Twitter, and we're on Facebook. Just search Media Boat Podcast. Yeah, those are the things that we were supposed to have. Yep, I'm already done though. So yeah, that'll do it for this week. Yep. Um, so yeah, we will uh, see y'all uh, next week for yep. some video games and another podcast. Yep. Uh, next week we'll have a our thoughts on uh, my thoughts on. Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, we'll have uh, probably Assassin's Creed then. Maybe. Uh, or whatever we get. Or whatever we Some get. Some sort of game. Yeah. Uh, we do have, currently have Jackbox. Uh, we'll we'll yeah, maybe playing we'll that with you guys. Dip into some Jackbox yep. party packs. Over the holiday season. Yeah. Uh, what else will we have? Anything else we know coming up soon? I mean, we'll find out, won't we? Yep. All right, so cool. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.